0: Hi, everybody. This is Levi with Life in the Fasting Lane. Before we get started, I just want to make a quick announcement. I know we missed our regularly scheduled episode last week, and I'm sure you were all heartbroken. But we've been hard at work on some very exciting projects for Life in the Fasting Lane. We're excited to be able to announce those in probably about a month or so. So stay tuned. Stick with us. Please keep visiting the website at FastingLane.com. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram, at Fasting Lane. And tell us that uh, you're listening and what you'd like to hear more of. Like I said, within a month or so, we're going to have some really exciting announcements about what's coming soon for Life in the Fasting Lane. And now, on with the episode.
1: Welcome to the Life in the Fasting Lane podcast with your host, Eve Mayer. Join Eve and her guests each week as they discuss how to live a healthier, longer, and more fulfilling life through fasting, keto, and low-carb feasting.
0: Tell us about
2: summer, Bridget.
0: Yes, so summer is, so we actually don't know, do you prefer dietitian or nutritionist or what do you prefer?
1: You know, any, any or all, right? Okay. Um, you know, they now call us registered dietitian nutritionist as kind okay. of the proper term, but any of them are fine.
0: Awesome, so summer is my registered dietitian and nutritionist. Um, we've been working together for like a year, a year and not quite a year and a half, probably a year and a couple of months. Right. Um, and Summer introduced me to a high-fat, low-carb diet. Um, and then she also encouraged me to fast. So I was like, Eve is crazy. She's doing this thing. I don't get it. And Summer was like, well, maybe have an open mind <laughs> and, and maybe give it a try. Um, and Summer is the third nutritionist that I've worked with in my life. Um, and the first one who has put me on a high-fat, low-carb diet, all the other ones put me on the standard American diet.
2: Well, Summer, we had to have you on because Bridget wouldn't shut up about you, yeah, basically. That's true. So we really had no choice. And we forgot to introduce ourselves. I'm Eve Mayer with Fasting Lane, and you are. I am Bridget with Fasting Lane. That's right. And we're here today. If you are watching the video portion, you're like, "What's happening? Eve's getting lit on camera." Because <laughs> it appears that I have a fancy glass with a salt rim. I want you to imagine it. Picture this right now. Fancy crystal glass, salt rim, icy kind of greenish margarita-looking substance, and you're like, "Geez, Eve, it's you know." Why do you early. look so hot
0: and drink that?
2: Accurate. Um, so, for those of you that can't see it, that's what's going on. And what I'm doing is, I am actually on day four of a 10-day fast, and I'm desperate and hungry and you know, thinking of hurting people. So, one thing I learned today is, uh, I was talking to Megan Ramos and Dr. Jason Fung, and she was in support of me having up to three tablespoons of lime juice in a day, three tablespoons of lime or lemon juice in a day. So I took all three tablespoons and i blended it up with some ice and water. Delectable, I know, um, in the Vitamix. And because you really, when you're doing a, a complete fast, want to have water and salt, um, I have a salt rim glass and I'm trying to get, my salt's in for the day. A lot of times you want to shoot around a teaspoon and a half of salt a day. It's different for everybody, but that's one, kind of a good starting point. So that's what I'm doing. It doesn't taste fabulous, but I like, I actually like virgin margaritas, but this one, like, of course has no sweetness to it.
0: And, um, it's pretty sort of tasty. mm I'm just drinking water and salt. Are you fasting today? Yeah. Just just 24. Just to support you, Eve, so I don't have to eat in front of you. Thank
2: God, because I would really be mad. So here we are with Summer. And and what else should we know about Summer?
0: Um, Summer serves individuals with health conditions such as diabetes, cardiovascular disease, oncology, sports nutrition, and wellness. Summer received her undergraduate degree at the University of Tulsa and went on to achieve a Master of Science in Dietetics, emphasizing in health. And health promotion from the University of Oklahoma Health Science Center.
2: So not only is Summer gorgeous, she is also intelligent and highly educated. Yes. Which those are the yes. kind of people we like to have on this yes. show. Yeah. Because even I
0: are also both complete catches. True. Absolutely. So yes. Summer, thank you so much for
2: finally joining us, and I can't wait to hear all about you. Um, you know, I've only worked with a couple of nutritionists a couple of times. It's been quite a while for me. But Bridget is is a, a client of yours and talks about you all the time. So what is your approach to nutritional counseling? Why do you do what you do in the first place?
1: You know, I am, whenever I work with people, I work with groups, um, individuals like Bridget, we've had a ball working together. Uh, I really just try to take a personalized approach, kind of dive into each person's world, so to speak, meet them where they're at and help them to improve, you know, down that path of, of wellness. So um, you know, if someone comes to me and they're eating fast food three times a day, total standard American diet, right? We can't jump right into, you know, keto, intermittent fasting. Sure. So, so I really try to just um, um, meet them where they're at, um, give them the tools and the education and help them to kind of work on mindsets that would allow them to be open to the change process so I love
2: that because I own fastinglane.com, which is about low carb and keto and intermittent fasting and extended fasting and I think it is just amazing for so many people but I don't think it's the answer for everybody I don't think I have the answer for everybody just like I don't think really anyone has the all of the answers and I love that you're saying you meet people where they are because health is such a personal decision, and so much not only about the body but about the mind and the lifestyle and and what they're used to and the habits and the upbringing and the family of origin um it's interesting to hear a nutritionist speak that way because i, I wouldn't be what i expected
1: and you know honestly i don't know i i certainly wasn't educated that way you know the dietary guidelines right the 45 to 65 percent carbohydrate no more than 10% saturated fat. Right. I mean, that was kind of inbred into our, into our educational piece. And so, you know, certainly my uh, continuing education has all been in holistic nutrition, holistic medicine, um, you know, for the past 20 years. And so, um, you know, and then just from the counseling piece, you know, It is. It's very intimate, our food and our health and helping someone to let go of, you know, that stronghold that we know sugar and carbs have on us all, right? And so working on the physical piece, while they all may have different backgrounds, uh, many, many of them, you know, it, it goes back to, you know, what our society deals us in the food world. So, you know, letting go of the processed carbs and sugars and, you know, and we know how addictive that process can be. So, um, so yeah, it's, um, it's fun and getting to be a witness to, you know, people's journeys and seeing everyone blossom and confidence and, you know, breaking out of those, those boxes, you know, that's, that's definitely what keeps me going. So it's fun.
0: So here's a a question I like to interject. So we learned that the standard American diet and the treatment guidelines are just kind of completely backwards, not kind of, they are. Um, And in medical school, we learned that doctors get very little nutritional training, right? So really, it's not their fault that they're advising their patients to follow the guidelines and the standard American diet. But from a nutrition and dietitian standpoint, it's just your, everything you learn is just completely backwards.
1: You know, unfortunately, right, we know Western medicine is fabulous for acute care, right? Uh, but we certainly are not winning the war on chronic disease or treating the root or treating the root cause of why people are sick, why people are, are gaining weight and why they're sick. And so, unfortunately, um, the education is still very westernized um, you know I, I went back about maybe five or eight years ago and did a certification through the governing body of dietitians just to see, hey have they come along any and unfortunately it was it was still all about calories and it was still all you know I mean still um, there's a small shift but it's still largely in. Uh, A therapeutic mode you know treating trying to treat someone after the fact Um, so um, so yes the dietary guidelines are completely backwards Um, you know they they came out originally in 1980 I think um, after all of the research that told us fat was bad right that said the Framingham I think was probably one of the first studies out there that said cholesterol causes heart disease. High cholesterol is correlated with heart disease. We later found out that that was only up until a certain age point, till age 50 for that study. Above age 50, there was absolutely no correlation. Some research after that said, well, we found that saturated fat drives high cholesterol. So therefore, saturated fat and dietary cholesterol must drive heart disease. Right? So you know, fast forward, right, to present day, we still have heart disease, right? It's still the number one leading cause of death for both men and women in the United States. And we're certainly not getting any skinnier following those low cholesterol, low fat guidelines. So, you know, it's it's kind of a sad story. Um, however, people are are catching on more and more, right? We just have to we have to get the word out. So I love what you all are doing.
0: I remember after low carb Houston, I was like on fire. I felt like I was blowing up summer's funnel. Like, I'm sorry, but all this is just so fascinating. <laughs> and then, um, I had a visit with her, I don't know, a week or two later. And I was like, summer, why are the guidelines a crack of, you know what? And she was like, I know. And I was like, and you didn't tell me, you eat this high fat diet, you eat to the research. And I was like, Oh yeah. Cause if she told me that I would have been like, you're crazy. You know, like mm-hmm. can you imagine walking in and the first thing this person says is everything you know is wrong. And yeah. you're like
2: that. Yeah. You know? I would think that was weird.
0: Right.
2: Although why would I think it was weird? I've been fat my whole life. Like I should be like, Oh, well that totally makes sense. Well, yeah, so then but okay, you have it.
0: Well, but then, okay. So I take this person who tells me I met yeah. once and she says, everything is wrong. So I go to my doctor who has an MD degree and I'm like, what do I do? What is he going to say? Follow the standard American diet. E- yeah. You know, like
2: I agree. Right. It's it's crazy. So basically what you're saying is fat is good for you.
0: Absolutely. Which is
2: great news because I'm super good at eating fat. <laughs> and I've watched you help Bridget get hotter by the minute. So tell us about fat. Why is fat actually good for you?
1: Fat is such a crucial part of, of the human body. I mean, down to the most intricate minute piece, the cell structure, right? It, it creates our cell membranes. Um, it's a huge part of our brain. We know whenever we cut fat out back in the 80s, right now dementia is the fifth leading cause of death in the United States, right? And that should not be happening. Um, in fact, we know the highest cholesterol levels are correlated with the best memory in elderly patients. And so the highest... <laughs>
2: The, the high, highest cholesterol levels in elderly patients is correlated with the best memory
1: the best memory right mm-hmm. so so that we get some great benefits from cholesterol right um, Fat and cholesterol go into making our sex hormones, our steroid hormones, um, thyroid function, um, you know all all kinds of of benefits, plus it keeps us uh, satisfied right it keeps us from being hungry and it makes our food taste fabulous right so whenever I switched to eating a high fat diet I struggled
2: with my hunger my entire life 24 years of being obese and hungry all the time every minute after bariatric surgeries after diet, I don't care what it was I just could not get full and for five months into keto really honestly that's not true a month and a half keto, I was like, I don't get it. I'm full. Like I'm only hungry four times a day, which for me was such a relief to be only hungry four times a day and not every minute of every day and miserable and obsessed my whole life. So, um, that for me was just, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe how good I felt. I couldn't believe how full I felt, how satisfied, how I could obsess about food less eventually with practice. Um, I'm still obsessed about food. Let's be honest. I'm thinking about bacon right now, but you know, other than that, I feel like it changed my life, and I stopped getting sick. Um, I usually got sick every other month, and now I've been sick once in a year, which oh. has never happened to me in my entire life. So,
0: I remember, I remember going to Summer and like, "Hey, um, Summer, maybe um, would it be possible if I could maybe cook an egg or some some vegetables and some bacon fat?" She was like, "Go for it!" You know, like, what? <laughs> what? Because <laughs> my two previous nutritionists would have said, "Well." You only get three fats a day. So if you have two eggs and a scoop of almond butter, you're out of fat for the day. Oh my God. You know, and it was just so restrictive. And I was like, I can't cook in bacon fat.
2: That's amazing. Yes.
1: You you know, this the satisfaction and then just the stable energy, the stable mood, right? And being able to disconnect from that consuming, you know, obsession or or, or thought process about food. I think are some of the, the most important aspects.
2: So like we were talking about, I'm doing a fast right now.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Bridget does intermittent fasting. And that, what's your longest fast? Are you just alone? Ninety-six. Hours. 96. So not, four, 96
0: days. Nobody freaked out. Okay.
2: But 94 <laughs> days, which is where I'm at right now. Do you remember how you felt on that fourth day? Um,
0: uh-huh. Hours 72 to like 88, I was on fire.
2: You look like a brisket. I was on Like a delicious brisket to me right now. Like, um, (laughs) you know, when you see those cartoons and the person's a chicken leg, Yeah, you look beautiful today. That's the best
0: compliment I've ever received. (laughs) Bridget, you look like a brisket.
2: A delicious (laughs) brisket. Anyway, sorry, I lost my train of thought. So, Summer, how do you feel about intermittent fasting uh, for yourself? Have you ever tried it? What's your story when it comes to fasting?
1: You know, um... Certainly, as, as I was studying and learning the, the research as it, as it was pouring out, you know, I mean, just more and more every day it seems like is coming out, um, I started encouraging it lightly, uh, and I thought to myself, you know, I probably need to try this if I'm going to start to encourage people, so I started out with just a 12-hour so for me, twelve hours normal. Sixteen hour is is normal also. Um, I'm not a heavy faster, so I've never really gone past two days. You know, I've done a forty eight hour, um, but you know, just it gives us all our own aha moments, right? It makes us realize if if we ourselves, even as a as a practitioner, do we have unhealthy attachments? You know, are we thinking about food just because it's habit instead of truly having a hunger cue because right we all know the hunger goes down um and so uh i think it's um fantastic a fantastic practice to to implement um i encourage most all my my client base um if they're ready for it you know to at least do a 12 hour and to you know just start by pushing breakfast back or eating dinner earlier so that they can start to squeeze that gap just to um, see what the benefits are for their body. So
0: I so had a- do you,
2: when you aren't advising people on fasting, but like they're eating six, seven times a day, like we were kind of advised to do for a while, what is your typical advice on that? Do you have them reduce their snacking? Do you encourage them to eat several times a day? What are, what are your thoughts on that?
1: You know, again, it really kind of depends on where someone is when they come in. Yeah. Like, you know, if, if they have the hunger bug and, and right. I mean, it's just been a free for all, you know, um, I find that not restricting them, just encouraging them to focus. Okay. Number one, making sure they get their water intake. Right. I typically encourage half your body weight in ounces per day, um, you know, focusing on whole foods instead of processed foods um, with the hub of their meal being, you know, moderate sizes of protein, non-starchy, above ground, leafy vegetables, cruciferous vegetables, and then those good unprocessed fats, right? So butters and olive oil and avocados and nuts and seeds and all the things that are going to help them to get a hold on the hunger you know, get the satisfaction. Just,
0: yeah,
2: that's so smart. You know, I've, I've learned that for as a whole, I don't believe snacking is good. But honestly, I love that you're advising on that because my journey started years ago when I overcame binge eating disorder. And if at that time somebody was like, don't snack and only eat twice a day or three times a day, I don't think I could have moved forward to the next steps. I don't think I could have wrapped my head around that mental healing when i learned like i can eat whenever i want as much as i want like i needed that first then i needed to take the steps forward to take away some of the mental issues with eating to be able to get to okay well i can eat as much as i want in an hour as much i want to eat and, I, and that's still what i do when i eat i eat in an hour window and i eat all that i want and it's typically healthy fats meat and vegetables great typically green vegetables but I eat delicious, amazing things. I eat all I want. I don't feel angry because I haven't been told to, you know, I can only have this much or I'm measuring it or I'm weighing everything out. Like that really makes me angry. Um, so I'm I'm glad that you're meeting people where they are.
1: Yeah. You know, and, and then as hunger comes down, right, then we can start to stretch meals out, right. Instead of eating six times a day, maybe we shoot for four. Right. And so we just, you know, all the time working on the mindset to, to be open, you know, allowing the change to take place physically, you know, because we know our mind is the driver of it all, right? So if, if we say we have to always eat six to eight times a day, we'll always eat, eat that much. So just again, trying to help, help that mindset lead them down the path to success.
0: The number one thing I think that fasting taught me is to truly listen to your hunger like look if I could not eat for four days do I really need a snack at three o'clock to like close the gap between lunch and dinner probably not yeah probably not it's for
2: me just like dealing with stress or emotions Mm -hmm. which I'm not a fan of uh, is really just so difficult for me without food like still to this day I it's just difficult Um, Luckily, today, there's not much stress in my life, so it's easier, but even when I feel myself get get a little stressed or get a little down or even get a little happy, I'm like, where is that thing to eat that goes with this emotion? Um, And so that's the biggest thing I keep trying to practice, having emotions without food, which I really hate, honestly.
0: Well, I mean, but also in this country, you're also taught, oh, you're sad, here's a cupcake or, Oh, you didn't get the part in the school play. Let's go get ice cream to make you feel better. It's like ingrained and yeah, sure. in our culture is we deal with things with food, celebrate, we eat food. Right. Like, you know, so my daughter's
2: 12 and she has started adopting some healthier behaviors because she's watched me, which I'm so grateful for because I taught her the crappy behaviors to begin with. Um, and so it's really interesting to watch. And I was thinking about like, I wanted to get her something special for Valentine's day. Hopefully she can't hear me. Um, and in the past, I would have gotten her some beautiful chocolates, or taken her to the or whatever. And instead, I booked us a couple of massage with two female massage therapists with hot stones, and I'm going to surprise her with it, unless she just heard me. Um, but I'm I'm super excited about it. But I'm trying to find new ways to like treat her, and I was so proud of her because I I I put like her stocking was really bizarre this year. It was like half candy, half no, that's not true. Like a third candy a third toys, and a third, like, sausage and, and, and fatty meats. Like, it was a really weird combo. And she decided to take all the candy after a couple of days and put it into a bag and was going to give it to somebody. I'm like, you're amazing. Now, she kept her very favorites. Like, let's not be crazy. But, like, she's just making choices to do better, to cut down sugar, to, to um, you know, eat. She eats bready things. She eats rice. She eats bread, but she just eats less of them. She eats it less often. And she is just kicking butt.
1: Oh, that's priceless, you know. That's why she
2: probably looked like a model, you know. Mm. But anyway.
0: All right, what other questions do we have for okay. Summer? Okay, so I want to talk a little bit about, for those who may be listening, about what it's like to work with a nutritionist, right? What's going to happen to me? Am I going to be on some strict diet? So um, let's talk about Summer, how we got started, and then where we left off today. So um, one of the first things that Summer, I walked in and then she talked me through the food that I should be eating, right? So it was a little bit of a lecture, a little bit of a, you know, yes, no, in moderation type thing, right? And then um, I absolutely hated that she made me do this, but I realized that it helped. I had to write down everything I ate and at what time, and she also made me track my water intake. Yeah. So I would go to summer and I would like throw this notebook on the table. Like, yeah, here you go. Here's everything I ate for the past two weeks. Um, And then we'd go through it and then she'd say, okay, well, you had cake and ice cream and six cocktails at eight o'clock. So, so how'd you feel the next day? Right. And it, it was beautiful because she didn't, she, she wasn't like, this isn't allowed, this isn't she allowed. Like she was
2: lush, like she wasn't yeah. like that. Yeah, okay. she
0: like made me come to my own conclusions on the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Yeah. You know? Um, and then I would like go for a huge dinner and then I wouldn't eat until noon the next day or whatever because I was so full. And then Summer would say, that was a great fast. And I was like, I didn't fast. She was like, but you did. You didn't eat for 16 hours. And I was cool. like, okay, cool. You know, and then eventually we took the food journal away and then eventually we like were meeting less often. So it was like a a toolbox of things that I could use at my disposal. And then we gradually started weeding things out when I either didn't need them or um, to make me less lenient on like a food journal or whatever. That's
2: awesome. Well, I mean, my experience with nutritionists is like, one, I thought was horrible and I did not like her. And two, I thought were great. I think nutritionists are like doctors or like therapists that you can have a completely different experience with different nutritionists. And I've never done like you though, where I've stuck with a nutritionist for yeah. a long period of time and you have gotten some amazing results. Yeah. So, um, Summer, can you advise people on what's the best way for somebody if they're interested? First of all, where are you located? How can people contact you? And uh-huh. second, if, if they're not here or, or, or you're all booked up, what, what's the best way to find a good nutritionist?
1: You know, I am so I am located uh in Dallas. I'm at Walnut Hill in seventy five. And um, you know, I find um there are some different um organizations that you can search online. Um there are different directories if you search your zip code and you know, registered dietitian or nutritionists, you know. <clears throat> you know, just do a little research, make sure that, you know, I would, I would actually interview a little bit, you know, call them up, ask them a few questions, you know, what's their practice style, what are their programs like, you know, and, you know, see if it's a a one-size-fits-all kind of a a program, or if, you know, if it's something that they're willing to work with you, you know, for truly what you need, you know, Um, and so a website i do my website is just my first and last name it's summer like the season and my last name is layman's l-a-m-o-n-s so summer Perfect all right thank
0: you yeah all right last last question here all right i'm ready summer what are three tips you would give um to maybe someone who eats the standard American diet or someone who is looking to lose weight and become healthier. What are your three tips that you would throw out on on how to get started or, um, small things they can do to to get started on that journey.
1: So if someone is truly engulfed in the, in the sad diet, right? The standard (laughs) American protocol, um, you know, again, right. Our body, the human body is 70% water. So making sure, number one, they're getting themselves hydrated. Um, that's going to take away a lot of the hunger. That's going to take away some cravings. That's going to boost their energy, help their digestion. Um, so making sure they're, they're building up to half their body weight in ounces per day, if at all possible. Um, I would also just encourage them, again, to kind of focus on the hub of their, their meals from unprocessed foods Uh, Focusing on proteins, healthy fats, and vegetables, above the ground, non starchy vegetables. Um, You know, and then again, the meal frequency might be the next thing that I would encourage based on where they're at. So if they are very hungry, then they, you know, they can eat as frequently as they need in the beginning, Um, but really paying attention and listening to their body. So some good mealtime habits are eat when you're seated, right? Try not to get in a habit of eating in front of the fridge or in the pantry or while you're driving or returning the email because, you know, the mental and the emotional side of food isn't going to get the memo that you're nourishing your, your body, your physical body. So, so try to um, adapt good, healthy mealtime habits, um, and that's going to help you to get more in tune with those signals.
0: It. I that. Eat when start. Yeah, eat when you're standing is something that I you do um, that? know, but one of the things I've been struggling with is, okay, so I'll go, and I haven't eaten for 24 hours, so um, I'll go and make a meal in the kitchen, and then it's like, okay, well, it's time to eat, so here's like cheese and meat and nuts, and then I sit down to eat, and I'm like, I ate all this already. Why did I make this <laughs> huge meal? And then I'm less hungry to eat the meal, so oh. I like that. Eat when you're sitting sure
2: so make your meal and then sit yeah. well Very sammer right. sammer, <laughs> sammer, <laughs> sammer thank you so much can you please give me out your, out your website one more time
1: sure sure it's summerlaymans.com. that's summer s-u-m-m-e-r layman's l-a-m-o-n-s.com And you guys have been listening to Life in the Fasting Lane
2: with Bridget and Eve. Check us out at FastingLane.com and on Twitter and Instagram at FastingLane. To your health and hotness, everybody, thanks for tuning in to Life in the Fasting Lane.